service. Hallelujah. I want us to appreciate music ministry. <laughs> Hallelujah. I love you guys. You're always in the spirit. Always in the spirit. Just keep it up. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this morning. We give you all the praise because we have come unto you. We thank you because by the reason of your word that will be taught today, that will change levels in the name of Jesus. The word will come to transform us in the name of Jesus. The word will come to impact us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because the word is mixed with faith in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. You know, we're considering the topic, the power of faith-filled words. Hallelujah. I know people are excited. If we're in first service, hallelujah. So, you, you know, it's just flow. Hallelujah. Power of faith-filled words. Glory to God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35. The Bible says, Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath a great recompense of reward. Media, I want you to project that scripture in NLT for me. NLT. It says, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great rewards he brings you. Hallelujah. I want you to tell your neighbor, do not throw away your confident trust in the Lord. Remember. Let it be a constant reminder for you. That the great reward, it will bring you, will surpass your imagination. Hallelujah. Maybe you are wondering, confident trust in the Lord, what does it really mean? You know, we've heard people sing songs, trust in the Lord with all your hearts, lean not unto your own understanding, trust, trust in the Lord. It just means that I believe that there is only one God. I believe that there's one God that hears us and all that. That's not all that there is to trusting in God. Hallelujah. Confidence, to have confidence in God is to have confidence in God's word. Hallelujah. How do I know that? John 1, 1. You know, the Bible says that in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Hallelujah. So, God's word is equal to God. God and his word, they are one. They are inseparable. When God sent his word to you, he has sent himself to you. God's word is God speaking to you directly. So when you say you have confidence in God, you means you have confidence in his word. That's what it means. So when the Bible is saying that do not throw away your confident trust in the Lord, it's saying to you that do not throw away your confident trust in God's word. Hallelujah. No matter how it tarries, it will surely come. No matter how it tarries, it will surely come. You know, some of us will just have this belief that, you know, I've been believing God, I've been believing God, I've been believing God, I've been trusting in the Lord, and I'm not seeing anything. Are you really trusting in God? Hallelujah. Because when you are trusting in God, you have a constant posture. And that's trust in his word. You know, my little boy, he stands, sometimes he stands on top of the chair. And from that height, once he sees me approaching, he just wants to jump. Why? Because he believes I will catch him. He's in his mindset. Can we throw ourselves absolutely to God without wondering, how is it going to happen? To him, my mother is the superman. She can do all things. And really, that is, it is, to, that is what it is to the baby. Can you be as childlike as a baby to trust in the Lord? To trust in his word? To take him at his word? Hook, line, and sinker without questioning? Can you be that childlike? You know, there's this game we play in secondary school. And uh, you, you, know, you tell someone to stand at your back and you fall on the person's arm. You know, Miss Oladiro, she knows the game. <laughs> you know, do we know each church? You know, you just tell someone to stand behind you and there's one song they sing and you fall. Most times before you, before you fall, you want to ensure that, number one, that person's stature is equal to your own or greater. Do we get it? In case you understand that 
As you are falling, the person is not able to catch you and you find yourself on the floor. You know, but when you are trusting in the Lord, when God says, lean on my word, why do you still check? Am I sure this word is capable enough to hold me? Why do you still check that if I, if I keep my grip on this word, am I sure it will, be, it will turn out to be good for me? God is saying to us, church, this morning that absolutely, dependence on, absolutely depend on me. Absolutely rely on me. Rely on my word. Totally. Don't think of any other alternative. Hallelujah. God is not, you know, is not frivolous with words. When he has said something to you, he's, he's able to make it good. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. He says, God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, I shall he not do it. As he spoken it, I shall he not make it good. As he has spoken it, he's able to, he has the power to make it good for you. Jeremiah 1.12, he says, I will esteem my word to perform it. That's God. That's God. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't look for words and say, okay, you know, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Let me just say that to you. So that you want to bask on that one. He doesn't speak words to flatter us. He doesn't psych us. If he has said it, he means it. He means what he says, and he says what he means. God does not mean words. He's not diplomatic about his words. He's not a talkative. He's not out of the multitude of the, of the words, of the many words that he speaks. You know, he will just say, pick your own from there. If he's talking to you, he's talking to you specifically. Hallelujah. He's addressing you specifically. He's not a comedian. He doesn't crack jokes. You know, like, you know, you say something to someone, you say, April fool. No. God is not like that. He doesn't kid on his word. He's not a politician. You know, I can remember there was a time, you know, I was doing my house job in UCH. And there was this guy, you know, he was conversing for votes to become the ARD president. And he came to our hostel. You know, the guy kept on talking, the very eloquent guy. He was talking, you know, people were listening to him and all that. You know, after he shared a flyer, and amongst the things that he wrote there that he was going to do, he said, I will buy a laptop for mouse um, officers. He said, I will, I will pay for their primaries. Ah, you know, he said, I will, I will sponsor someone for part one. He wrote a lot of things there. And, you know, people were clapping for him. You know, I just tapped my friend. I said, let's keep this flyer and watch him. You will see that most of what he has written down, he won't make it good. He's just saying it because of the moment and the need for the moment. He looks around and he sees that, okay, what can I use to appeal to them? And that's why you have all, you know, politicians, even in the world. They will look around and they will say, what can I do to appeal to these people? They don't have a ball, so I will build them a ball. I will dig a ball for them and all that. I will make good roads for them. And you're like, ooh, good to go. And you vote for the person first, then you're first term, second term, and the person is not doing anything. Hallelujah. No wonder the scripture says God is not a man that he should lie. A man can be limited by resources. But he won't come back to tell you that it's because of resources that have not done those things. You just notice that those things are not done. He doesn't really hold you any explanation anyway. He will just finish his term and leave that place. God is not a man. If he has said it to you, he has the power to accomplish it. Thank God this month is our month of proclamation of our faith. Hallelujah. You know what the Bible says in Psalm 118 verse 8? It says it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. Hallelujah. I don't know the kind of people that you know that you have on your list. That you put calls through regularly. That, you know, uncle do this one for me, uncle do that one for me. But I can assure you, it's not always that that person will be true to you. Do I have witnesses? I have, I have a witness too. Hallelujah. I can remember when I wanted to do my wedding, you know, someone called me up and said, you see, for your honeymoon, don't worry, we'll sponsor your whatever you want to do, you know, we'll just pay for it and all that. Till now, my wedding is almost two years. I'm still expecting the person to pay for it. Hallelujah. Thank God that my hope was not in the person. Glory to God. God 
wants you to trust in his word absolutely. Absolutely. Why? Because his words cannot fall to the ground. They cannot boomerang. They can't fall to the ground. God will not just, you know, wake up one morning and say, okay, what am I going to do to just, you know, to just make this girl feel good? Let me just say something to the person. He's absolute light. First John 1, 5. Hallelujah. The Bible says God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. The pastor will say something. He says that kind of light does not cast shadows. Hallelujah. There is no element of darkness in God. No element. He cannot lie. He cannot. If he has said it to you, he is able to do it for you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, some, some of us are just looking at me. <laughs> If he has, I mean it. That's what I've come to declare to you today. God's words are not empty words. Hallelujah. Have you wondered the reason why the sun has not fallen out of place? For how many years now? You've not heard that there's a disaster somewhere and the sun is eating somewhere. The sun is there, held up. The moon is there, held up. Glory to God. Things are held up. Why? Because the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 1, Verse 1, it says, God, who has sorry times and in diverse manners spake to us in time past, uh, speaking to our fathers in time past by the prophets. Verse 2, it says, As in this last day spoken to us by his son, whom he has appointed the heir of all things, by whom also he made the words. Verse 3, it says, Being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things. How many things? All things by the word of his power. Glory to God. The word is that powerful. What is holding the world in place right now? Is his word. Glory to God. What created the words in the first place? Is the word. So what is upholding the word and sustaining the word? Is his word. Hallelujah. That's what the Bible says. Hebrews 11 verse 3. He says, for we understand by faith that the words were made by the word of God. So that things which are seen are not made out of things which do appear. The world was made by the word of God. And the world is being upheld by the word of his power. So, I don't know about your situations and circumstances. How small are they compared to the whole world that God is upholding with the word of his power? Hallelujah. You see, to partner with God, saying to God that, God, I believe in you. God, I trust in you. is not enough. As much as you have heard that this month is the month of the proclamation of your faith, you have to put God's word in your mouth. Hallelujah. Is it enough to just say, God, I believe in you? Is that how you got saved? With your heart, you believed unto righteousness. With your mouth, confession was made unto salvation. For your faith to be complete, for you to totally win with your faith, you can't win without speaking God's word. You can't. I say it categorically. You can't win without speaking God's word. Hallelujah. You have to put God's word in your mouth. Before you put your hands to work, you put your mouth to work first. That's what you do as a believer. So what does it mean to confess? It means to declare what you believe is true, number one. It means to witness to what we know in our hearts. It also means to testify to the truth that we have accepted. Hallelujah. That's what it means to speak God's word. Number one, it means to declare what you believe is true. It means to witness to what you know in your heart. And it means to testify to the truth that you have accepted. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 13, it says, we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written. It says, I believed, therefore have I spoken. It says, you also believe, as in we also believe. It says, therefore speak. The proof that you actually believe is speaking. It's not just enough to say, God, I believe your word. I believe your word. There are so many things written in God's word. Which particular one do you believe? You speak it forth. You declare 
from the abundance of truth that you have put on your inside. You witness to that truth that you have accepted. You speak it forth. And say, and, know, and, and, say and, I, and you declare that you know it is true. Hallelujah. Your words, you know, they are containers of power. Just like God, you don't speak empty words. You know, someone is wondering that, you know, I'm not, probably, I'm not a pastor, so am I sure that if I speak, it will come to pass? You are created in God's image, and you are like God. That's how you are fashioned. That's how you are fashioned. That's the way you can rule your word, by speaking. That's the way you can align your situation and your circumstances. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 20. Proverbs 18, verse 20. All right. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. I thought it should be the food in his stomach. <laughs> or what? I be the work of his hands. But the Bible says here that the man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. Your words are seeds. And they produce fruits. When you speak words of health, what do you discover? Healing in your body. Hallelujah. Your words are seeds, and they are incorruptible seeds. They cannot be faulted. Hallelujah. Your words matter to God. So when you speak them forth, you, it brings to you satisfaction. Glory to God. It shows to me that a man is always satisfied with the fruit of his lips, not the work of his hands. That's what brings truth satisfaction. Read it. Just continue. He says, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Hallelujah. As you continually speak the word, you are filled constantly. 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 Hallelujah. You look at yourself and say, though my beginning may be small, but my latter hand shall greatly increase. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one a mighty nation. Out of them shall proceed thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. It will multiply me and I will not be few. It will glorify me and I will not be small. The Lord will increase my greatness and comfort me on every side. The Lord will increase me more and more, me and my children. You put the word in your mouth. That's the way the increase is going to come. That's the way true satisfaction is going to come. Your satisfaction is not in the payment of your salary. Your satisfaction is not you starting a business. It comes, you know, by constantly speaking God's word. Hallelujah. Verse 21, you know, it says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Hallelujah. I know you will speak life. Glory to God. When you speak life, you eat the fruit of life. Hallelujah. You eat the fruit thereof. That's what the Bible says there. I've come to tell you that there is no faith in God without confession. That your faith will grow with your confession. You can't rise above the level of your confession. You can't. It's a law. You can't. That's why you have to keep speaking. As you keep speaking, you rise with your speaking. You keep speaking. You keep speaking. That's the design of God. For everything that God created, he had to speak to see, them into, is to see them in existence. You have to keep speaking God's word. I want us to open our Bibles to Numbers chapter 13. I want to show us something very interesting in Numbers chapter 13. Um, verse 1. Please, verse 2. It says, you know, this is a story where, you know, the... Ten spies were sent out, you know, to go and spy out the land. Twelve spies, pardon me, to go and spy out the land. And, you know, they were sent to go and search out the land of Canaan. Note what God says in that verse 2. He says, send down men which, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give 
God had already given the land to them. Hallelujah. That was their confidence to go and search out the land in the first place because God had given the land to them. And you note what God told Moses to do. He said, choose from every tribe a leader. Let them be the representative. Lest you go and choose a babe. And, you know, you don't really believe the person's report. So they chose leaders from the 12 tribes of Israel. And if you note in that Numbers chapter 13, let me just say the story because it's a long chapter. And I'll read a couple of scriptures to just show us some things. You know, when they went out to the land, those 12 men, you know, they saw the land. They saw that indeed it was a land flowing with milk and honey, that there was abundance in the land, there was prosperity in the land. It was overflowing with goodness. But they also saw that there were children of Anak in that land. They were giants, so to speak. You know, when they saw that part, ten of them were taken aback. That, ah, are we sure we can take this land? Okay, let's go and give the report. When they go back to Israel, you know, the Bible says that when they told the children of Israel what they saw, the children of Israel, they just started crying that uh, we are not able to, you know, go and possess the land and all that. You know, but verse 20, 30 says, And Caleb still the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Is it that Caleb didn't see the giants? He saw them. Hallelujah. But he chose to believe more in God's word. Verse 2, he says, The land which I give. So if God has given a land to me, why am I worried the inhabitants that are on it? Let me just give the report and speak in faith. That was exactly what Caleb did and Joshua. And we noticed that, you know, after the children of Israel, they mourned and all that, you know, God was angered. He had to tell Moses that I said I had given you a land why are you, I would, disinherit, I would disinherit you from this land. And Moses had to plead that God, please, temper justice with mercy. We are sorry and all that. And God said, okay, no problem. The rest of the ten people that said that they were not able to possess the land, true to, true to their words, they won't be able to. Hallelujah. They won't be able to. It's not wickedness. They had spoken that word forth. They had said that word ahead of them. If you check Numbers chapter 14, media, please, I want you to project verse 37. Numbers 14, 37. He says, even those men that did bring up the evil report upon the land died by the plague before the Lord. Verse 38, please. But Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Japhne, which were of the men that went to search the land, lived still. Hallelujah. Did you see that? If you can link that scripture with Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21, which says, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Those ten spies, they spoke death, and they ate the fruit. It was just. And the other two chose to speak life, and they ate the fruit. It shows to me that what you speak matters to what is going to, it matters to your situation and circumstances. If you say we are not able to, you won't be able to. Thou art ensnared with the words of your mouth. That's what the scripture says. Hallelujah. By the time you fill your words with faith and you begin to speak them forth, it's going to align your situation and your circumstances to God's word. This is our amount of proclamation of our faith. You don't take your words frivolously. You know, Someone comes here and begins to declare, I'm blessed. You are just declaring it because the person is saying it. So it's more like call and response. Once you leave that place, that's all. Have you gotten to a place in your life that you sit with the word of God and you let those things sink deep into you? And you speak and declare those things that you know that they are true to change your situations and your circumstances. Have you? Hallelujah. That is what God says to us to do. Speak his word. Speak his word. Speak, speak his word. You want to start up a career. It doesn't start with buying the curriculum. It starts with words. 
you know, you are preparing to get pregnant. It's, it doesn't start with getting a pregnancy mas magazine or a baby magazine. You know, just scanning through, you know, like, oh, how I love this court. How I love it doesn't start that way. It starts with words. You know, you want to start up a business. It doesn't start by writing the budget. It starts with words. You want to buy a landed property. It doesn't start with, you know, trying to scout around for lands that are free in the town. It starts with words. You want to get accommodation in this city of Ife. It doesn't start with getting a, the, you know, the numbers of different agents in town. It starts with words. You want to travel abroad? It starts with words. You want to, you know, get scholarship? It doesn't start with just counting through the newspapers. It starts with words. Hallelujah. Everything that you want to pioneer in life starts by speaking words. Everything. To be a pioneer in life, it starts by speaking God's word. Over that. Hallelujah. You know, you wake up in the morning. You are believing God, you know, to be pregnant. You say, I'm a joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. I'm a fruitful vine beside my husband's house. Hallelujah. You keep saying it to yourself. You keep saying it to yourself. You start up a business. You keep saying it to yourself. That I do not remain small. He multiplies this business. It's not few. He glorifies this business. It's not small. That's the way to live your life. You don't, you know, go, you were not designed to live at the mercy of situations and circumstances. That's not what you are fashioned for. It's called struggle. Hallelujah. Romans 5.17 says that if by one man's offense death reigned, how much more they which receive the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace shall reign in life. Hallelujah. We reign in this life. We reign in this life. We enjoy life to the fullest. That's why Jesus came. He says, I am come to give you life and to give you more abundantly. Another translation says, I am come to give you life that you may enjoy life to the fullest. That's why he came. The way you are going to enjoy life to the fullest is by speaking. Hallelujah. You speak God's word. You wake up in the morning, you look at yourself. You say to yourself that I, I can't remain this way. I am blessed. My smell is like a field that the Lord has blessed. I carry upon me the fragrance of grace. Grace marks my path. I am distinct by grace. I carry the irresistible favor of God. Hallelujah. The favor of God that is upon me is as a cloud of a latter rain. The Lord gives me rain in due season. This is my set time. You say to yourself, pacing the floor of your room. And there's something that pastor says, and I, I, I second. He says, It's true. Some of us, we just wonder that ah, confession, is it not easy? I'll just be reading out a series of something. Try it. You know, just try it every time. Just keep confessing. We know it's serious work. Hallelujah. Get yourself to speaking God's word. Don't be satisfied with the fact that oh, we believe God. Yes, he, 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 he will see us true. Don't say that. Pick up God's word concerning that situation and put it forth in your mouth. Before you begin to put your hands to do things, begin to put your mouth to work before you do it. Hallelujah. The job that you need so much is in your mouth. The pregnancy that you need so much is in your mouth. That academic success that you need and you so desire is in your mouth. You've been wondering, God, how are you going to take me out of OAU? Speak God's word. That by his mighty hand, he will bring you out of OAU. Hallelujah. Don't just sit down there and be calling a pity party. And people are mourning your GP. Speak God's word. You are wondering, when is my family going to change levels? What has God said concerning your family? Pick it up in, in the scriptures. I begin to speak it. Begin to speak and prophesy over your family. You saw what the choir sang. He said, prophesy unto these bones, because nothing shall be impossible. Hallelujah. He says, the mountains will crumble. Uh -uh. Have you not wondered? 
If the Bible says to say to a mountain, and it shall move, and it shall, yeah, really, it will move. It will. Mountains could be situations or circumstances to you. Once you begin to spin, they will align to God's word. They have to. They have to align to God's word. That is where true satisfaction comes from, speaking God's word. Hallelujah. That's where true satisfaction comes from. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Are we in church? 1 Samuel 17. Hallelujah. You know, this was when you know, the Philistines, they gathered to battle with the children of Israel. And you know, they were saying to themselves that how are we going to go to this battle? You know, they were still wondering. And in verse 4, you know, Goliath showed up. You know, the Bible described Goliath as a very tall man. You can see for yourself. See his CV there from verses 4 to 7. You know, the Bible kept on saying how tall he was, how broad his chest was, his armor, everything that had to cover him. See, the Bible described everything there. You know, the Bible says in verse 24 that when people saw him, they were filled with terror and they ran back, all the men of Israel. You know, what came to my heart was, ah, this is just one man and the whole of Israel ran back. What if all of them just came, you know, they just ran towards him and tried killing that same person? Would he have worked out? You know, but at the sight of that man, they just, you know, they thought themselves dead, as good as dead. So they just withdrew and they were not looking at the man. The man was just blaspheming, defying the name of Jesus, and uh, defying the name of God, rather. Saying all sorts of terrible things about God, the God of Israel. You know, but David, a young man, you know, just happened to come to, this, to that particular place. You know, and he went there and he was asking them, what's going on here and all that. And you know, they were just giving him feedback that this is what is going on and all that and all that. You know, by the time they told David, David got vexed. Ha! Is that why you are deliberating? He said, don't worry, just cool down. Ah, they were wondering, this guy, you think he's Superman movie? Don't worry. Let's take you to Saul. You know, the Bible says they rehearsed all the things that David has said in front of Saul. When they got to Saul and they told Saul, and Saul wanted to converse with David, that, okay, young man, let's hear what you have to say. You know, and David began to talk to Saul. He says, let not your hearts fail. Ah, he was talking to the king, go. He was even more, more confident than the king. He said, let not your hearts fail. Hallelujah. If you read the book of Psalms, most of it were written by David. Oh, how I love thy law. My tongue will continually speak of your word. Thy commandments are my statutes. You know, he had, he had become so confident in God that he, can, he could not be moved by any situation or circumstance. You know, and when he told Saul that don't let your heart fail because of this matter, he said, small matter, just leave it to me. Hallelujah. Just leave it to me. I will handle it. He said, and you know, Saul was trying to convince him so that he could change his mind. He said, don't worry. He said, God had delivered me from the hands, the paws, sorry, of the bear and the paws of the lion. He said, will he, not also, will he not also deliver me from the hand of this Philistine? In fact, when he said that one, you know what Saul said? He said, God be with you. Because he himself, I, I'm not sure as at that time he had fought a lion or a bear. Hallelujah. You know, and David was left to go and face the man on the field. You know what the Bible says? You know, the man just kept on talking and talking. In fact, when he saw David, he was like, so this is the best you people can do. Eh? I will use this guy as a comic relief for all of you. Just be watching. I will shame this guy today. He was talking and he kept on defying the name of the Lord. You know what the Bible says in verse 44? That's 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 44. I want us to look at it together. It says, and the Philistines said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air, and to the beasts of the field. Then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a shield. But I come to you in the name of the Lord, the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied. Note verse 46. The guy kept on speaking. Hallelujah. He kept on speaking. See verse 46. He says, This day 
Hallelujah. Do I have people that will face their situations and circumstances and say, this day, I address you. You, this situation and circumstance. I address you by speaking God's word forth. The Bible says he sent his word and he healed them of their diseases. Are you ready to send God's word today to accomplish that desired outcome that you want in your heart? Note, he said that verse 46, he says, This day will the Lord deliver thee in my hand, and I will smite thee, and take thy head from thee. Can you imagine? He was speaking forth. He says, I will give your carcasses to the host of the Philistine this day, unto the fowls of the air, and to the wild beasts of the earth, and all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You know, when he said that, he didn't wait there. He ran towards the guy, threw a stone. You know, before he went into battle, Saul wanted to decorate him with his armor. You know, the Bible said because he had not proved it, he left it. What he had proved is the word. And that's what he sent forth. Hallelujah. That's what he had proved. He had tested God's word. He had found out that God's word is obonge. It will always accomplish that which is being sent. It will prosper in that which he has, you send it into. Hallelujah. He has noticed and he has found out in God's word that his word can never go without being fulfilled. Hallelujah. He has found out in God's word that his word will never fall to the ground. That's what he has found out in God's word. You know, when he went to this man, he defeated the man totally. You know what the Bible says in verse 50? He says, so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone. And smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. But there was a sword in his mouth. Hallelujah. There was no sword in his hand. But there was a sword in his mouth. The sword of the spirit. Hallelujah. Do I have Christians here that have the sword of the spirit? Hallelujah. Do you have it? Then use it. Hallelujah. Use it. He didn't have a sword in his hand, but he had a sword in his mouth. He kept speaking. He kept speaking for his deliverance. Hallelujah. He says, but I come in the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts. Have you said to your situation and your circumstances, I come in the name of the Lord, the Lord of hosts. The lines are falling for me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. Have you said it to your situation and your circumstances before? Hallelujah. Don't just be satisfied with, you know, praying, you know, let's just be praying to God and all that. You know what the Bible says to say to mountains? It says, don't, don't talk to God about your mountain. Speak to the mountain. That's the law. Mark chapter 11. That's the, that's the law. He says, say unto this mountain. Not speak to this mountain about, as in speak to, this, to God about this mountain. Say to the mountain, address those situations and your circumstances with your speaking. Hallelujah. You know, there was a grandmother, you know, that, um, you know, the grandson fell sick. And when he got to the hospital, they told him that, you know, this child has leukemia. How many of us have read about leukemia? Terrible disease, the cancer of the blood, right, sir? Cancer of the blood. <clears throat> and when they got to the hospital, you know, they were already celebrating, they, they were already, sorry, the nurses were already saying, you know, trying to encourage them that don't put your hopes too high, that anything can happen. If you don't get a donor, this child is going. You know what the grandmother said? He said, no, not me and you. She ran outside. And she found in a place where he was risen. Ezekiel chapter 16, verse 6. Hallelujah. Ezekiel 16, verse 6. Thank you, media, for speed. Yeah. He says, And when I passed by thee, I saw thee polluted in thy own blood. And I said unto thee, When thou wast in thy blood, leave. Yea, I said unto you, When thou wast in thy blood, leave. You know, when I read that scripture, I said, What's the correlation to leukemia? But that's what the grandmother found. And she began to, you know, to declare it. I, saw, I see thee in thy polluted blood, but I declare unto you, live, live, live in the name of Jesus. I speak unto you, live. 
Every cell in your body responds to the word of God. Every tissue in your body responds to the word of God. Every organ in your body responds to the word of God. They have been designed to function according to God's word. I speak unto you, live! Live! You know, the nurses were wondering, is an hospital. She said, no. This is the way this son is. This my grandson is going to live. She was just shouting, leave! 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 You know, they said, See, overnight, he just kept on shouting, leave. You know, by the time they came, was it the next day? I'm not sure now. To do review. They just saw that the child that was, you know, what's it, Lord, that gone, long gone. He wasn't even feeding. There was loss of appetite. He wasn't responding to stimuli as much as before. He was coming up. You know, and they were wondering, what's going on? Hallelujah. There was going on. No, by the time they kept on, you know, all those counts, they went to do those counts again. Those figures had jumped up. Hallelujah. Because she began to speak. She didn't stop speaking, no. They said, your child is improving. Only, uh -uh. He has to be the best that he wants to be. I will keep speaking the word of God over him until he lives. Hallelujah. That's to the end that he will live. She kept speaking that word. Leave. Leave. They discharged this guy. And there was no record of any cancer cell in his body. Hallelujah. She tied up that scripture to what the Bible says in Hebrews. When he was talking about the people in the hall of you know, faith. You know, it says the women received their dead back to life. She began to shout in the word. Say, I receive, I receive this dead back to life. In the name of Jesus. Every dead cell in your body lives in the name of Jesus. She began to say it with sweat on her face. People mocking at her. She didn't stop. Have people mocked at you when you confess God's word? It's a proof to you that you should confess more. Hallelujah. The child lived. Hallelujah. I don't know if you've read the story of Ben Carson here. He was tempted to be a dollard, total dollard in his school. He could not even spell. You know, there was a time they told him to spell agriculture. That was the word that people were singing in his age. They said the way he spelt it, you know, the teacher was so mad at him that he called him. He, he just knocked his head, this dollar. Ha! Huh? You can't even spell agriculture. You know what? He had a good mother that could speak God's word. You know, she, he, would, he would go home crying. They've beaten me today again. No, the mother would say, you are not a dollar. I refuse it. You are, this, you are one of the smartest in your generation. You are one of the smartest in your generation. You are the head and not the tail. The spirit of excellence is at work within you. Hallelujah. The woman kept on speaking over him. Speaking good words. Speaking good words over him. Until we know Ben Carson today now. Hallelujah. He's from one conference to the other. People trying to share from his wealth of experience and knowledge. He's really one of the smartest in this generation. Words. Words. Surround your children with words. Surround your children with good words. Don't say, oh my, ah, is your, is your peculiarity. You don't speak those words over your children. Hallelujah. So you are healthy. You hold your child. You are healthy. You are wealthy. You are one of the smartest in your generation. You are far from oppression. Sickness is an oppression. You are far from it. No terror is seen within you. Hallelujah. That's the way you speak. Tell your neighbor, I divorce wrong words. I divorce wrong words. I divorce wrong words. I don't speak wrong words. Hallelujah. If you speak wrong words, you will hit the fruit. That's what the Bible says. I'm not the one saying, ah, Pastor Tolema you know. It's not me. That's what the Bible says. Divorce wrong words. Do away with them. Don't speak them again. Hallelujah. Have you ever wondered in your life and you have said to yourself that, ah, can anything good come out of Nigeria? You've heard people say statements like that. That can any good come out of Nigeria? Hallelujah. Don't ever find yourself saying such words. Our, this is our president. No, you've heard so many terrible statements that people have said. Hallelujah. Say, can anything good come out of Ife? You are living in Ife, you are saying, can anything go? Business in Ife is not good. You don't say such words. You say to yourself, ah, ah, 
You want to start a business, you say if it's good for business. You say it, you just laugh about it. If it's good for business, you keep declaring it. You keep declaring it. I hate the best of Nigeria. Leviticus chapter 26, verse 4. Leviticus 26, verse 4. You know, the Bible says here that then I will give you rain in due season. And the land will yield a increase, and the trees of the field shall yield a fruit. Please give me in the message translation. The message. Thank you. It says, I will send the rains in their season. The ground will yield its crops, and the trees of the field their fruit. Hallelujah. Which land is he talking about? Where you are. Where are you presently? Ileife. You begin to declare, I eat the fruit of this land. I eat the best of this land. Nigeria, I eat your best. OAU, I eat your best. That's what you put in your mouth. You won't say, can anything, you won't join the people that are pitting, you know, can anything good come out? See the road. Hmm. See the road. Eh? What they are doing is Oriolokun. They are not doing the roads. Can anything good come out of Ife? Speak this word. God, thank you because you sent rain to us in due season. Thank you, Father, because the ground yields its crops in Ileife and the trees of the field their fruit. Verse 5. Verse 5. It says, And your threshing shall reach unto the vintage, and the vintage shall reach unto the sowing time. Hallelujah. You shall eat your bread to the full. Glory to God. You will eat your bread to the full. In Ileife, I eat my bread to the full. In the name of Jesus. In Nigeria, I eat my bread to the full. In the name of Jesus. My harvest time coincides with my planting time. That's what that scripture says. It says your vintage shall reach unto your sowing time. That, vin that word vintage, that means planting season. You don't have to wait before you get, you know, I'm almost spent this money. Let me wait till the end of the month. When you are almost done spending one, one is coming in. Hallelujah. It will come by speaking. Hallelujah. You will say, my harvest time coincides with my planting time. Glory to God. I eat my bread to the full. I am plenteous in goods. My bread and my water is sure. I wash my feet in butter. The rock pours me out rivers of oil. I lay up gold as dust. Since I was born and now I'm old, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Neither I sit begging bread. I don't beg for bread. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't beg for bread. Even as a young lion still lack and suffer hunger, I will not lack any good thing. For it is God that gives me the power, the ability to make wealth. The blessing of the Lord maketh rich and has no sorrow to it. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. The Lord blesses me in abundance. I order, he orders my steps into affluence. I magnetize money. Hallelujah. That's the way to speak. You don't ask questions. How is God going to do it? You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 31, it says, take no thought saying. Hallelujah. Take no thought saying, what shall we eat? Ah, kukumo. What shall we drink? We don't know. Wherewith shall we be clothed? He says, for these are the same things that the Gentiles are seeking after. But the, the consolation is that your Heavenly Father knows that you have need of them. He says, take no thought saying. So what should you say? Hallelujah. You don't say that who is going to go down to go and bring Christ from hell. Or who is going to go up to go and bring him from heaven. He says, but the righteousness of faith speaks on this wise. The righteousness of faith does not ask questions. It speaks answers. Hallelujah. You give voice to your faith by speaking. Confession is the melody of faith. Confession is the voice of faith. Hallelujah. You are designed to be voice activated. Everything in your life is going to run on words. Hallelujah. You keep speaking God's word. You keep speaking God's word. You are not tired of it. That's the proof that you really have confidence in God. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23, it says, hold fast to your profession of faith. 
without wavering. For is he faithful that has promised. Hallelujah. He's faithful. He's faithful. Tell your neighbor he's faithful. He is faithful. He says we should hold fast to it, Russia more. Hold it tight. Hallelujah. Hold it tight. Don't let it slip. Keep confessing that word. Show God how much you have confidence in him. Speak his word continually. Put his word always in your lips. Keep speaking his word. In this kingdom, we don't know lack. We don't know down times. When others are saying there's a casting down for you, there's a lifting up. Hallelujah. You say to yourself, I'm not cast down. I don't experience low moments and down moments in my life. Hallelujah. I am fruitful in my mind, in my spirit, in my body. I'm fruitful always. That's what you say to yourself. In this kingdom, you have to have the mindset of the kingdom. This kingdom is, is a kingdom where supply surpasses demand. Demand as much as you want to demand. The law of scarcity does not obtain in this kingdom. It doesn't. You know, you don't have to put things on scale of preference. Hallelujah. The Bible says you will be satisfied with plenty as much as you want. Hallelujah. Not that you have to strike shoes out to put food on your table. It's not like the kingdom. Hallelujah. Supply is more than demand. Supply is more than demand in this kingdom. All you need to do is to key into what the kingdom says to do. It runs on words. Just keep speaking God's word. You have an exam. You say to yourself, I'm, an head, I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above only and not beneath. You say to yourself, as you want to enter for the interview, the Lord teaches me what to say. You want to write that exam. He says, it teaches your hands to battle and your fingers to war. The spirit of excellence is upon me. The wisdom of God is at work within me. Hallelujah. I have an unction from the Holy One. I know all things. All things. Not just things that are in the Bible. All. All information in this world is accessible to it. To, to me, rather. All information in this world is accessible to me. My spirit can get it. My spirit can connect it to it. Hallelujah. Because God has made me his righteousness. You know, the Bible says that Christ has been made your wisdom. Hallelujah. The wisdom of God is at work within you. You say to yourself constantly. You declare it. Hallelujah. That's the way to speak. That's the way to speak. You know, an average American will wake up and say, God bless America. What do we say about Nigeria? I don't know why God is taking me to this area. You can join, if you know that you've been believing God for Nigeria, there's a prayer meeting that goes on every, every Wednesday, sir, by 5 p.m. By the time you start praying for Nigeria, you will stop speaking wrong words. All those funny, funny things that people post on Facebook. You stop those things. You will say, after all, I'm not speaking them, I'm posting them. It's the same thing. Why did the Bible say, take no thoughts, saying? If you are thinking it, you are already indirectly. Hallelujah. Your mind is involved. Divorce those things. Don't do them anymore. It's not right. Hallelujah. If you believe the best of this country, shout hallelujah. So I have witnesses. Divorce those things. All those are God at the top. All those things that people post around. Don't do them any longer. Laugh at the president's wife and all that. It shows you don't believe the best of your country. Hallelujah. Speak over them. As you are, you know, you are tempted to say something. Maybe the minister of information just annoyed you with the news. He said, oh, just, just speak concerning the leadership of this country instead. Don't speak wrong words. Remember that your words are seeds. Hallelujah. We knew that the, 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 the fig tree that Jesus cursed was made by the word. Hallelujah. That fig tree was made by the word. And he also died by speaking. He said, nobody will reach fruit of thee forever. And he died. 
He was made by the word in the first place. He also died by speaking. Those things that God is said to do in your life, don't run them down by your words. Diverse wrong words. Say to yourself, I won't speak these words again. I speak faith-filled words. I'm believing God for, you know, for, for, for academic success. I don't, you know, I don't say words like Ojoti Pami, you know, those kind of things that people say on campus. Ojoti Pami, faculty, you know, that kind of thing. It's not physical, you know. They're talking about F or, or E's and all that. You know, the only rain that is permitted to be to is the rain of increase. Hallelujah. That's the rain that is permitted. Don't say a joke or something. Diverse strong words. Hallelujah. You know, there's one story that pastor says, and it just came to mind now, about when there was a crisis on OAU campus. Then, Africa, that's that time. So there was this particular guy that was always saying that, ah, mama wera mikpani, ma wepani, you know. He kept on saying that word, you know, ma wera mikpani, that he can go and bait like five times a day. You see, the day that that crisis happened on OAU campus, he was coming from the bathroom. You know what pastor said? Oh, wera mikpani. You know, it's not funny. He had been saying those words, don't sow wrong seeds. Hallelujah. You are believing God for promotion. Speak promotion. Hallelujah. Speak promotion. You are believing God to, you know, to take you out of Ife. That's the way, that's the way you will channel your mouth. Hallelujah. When your life is going out of course or swerving out of course, use your tongue as a power steering to bring it back on course by your speaking. For example, if you want to get to a destination, maybe your, your proposed destination is Lagos. Sir, Dr. Ladino, you drive. Your proposed destination is Lagos. Despite the potholes and the ditches that are there, you will go, right? That's the way to get there. If you park, will you get to Lagos? If you take the wrong route, will you get to Lagos? You decide to go and take Bini. Will you get to Lagos? The people that park are the people that are not speaking anything. They are on silent mode. They are not saying anything. That means nothing will happen for them. Hallelujah. The people that take the wrong route are the ones speaking wrong words. They will still not get there. Hallelujah. Speak the right words today. Speak what you believe. Don't say, I believe in my heart. That I'm the blessed of the Lord. And you are saying to yourself, Ah, but will I hear in my dabai? Do they correlate? They don't. You will shout it out, I'm blessed. I am highly favored. Glory to God. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. You don't need any network to tell you to rule your world. I know that's what Glow says. Rule your world by speaking God's word. Hallelujah. You don't need one to tell you talk the talk. I'm telling you talk the talk. This is the talk to talk. Hallelujah. You don't need any network to tell you life is beautiful. Hallelujah. From God's word, you know life is beautiful. Glory to God. Speak God's word always. That's what I've come to tell us this morning. To speak God's word always. You see, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 12, verse 11, it says when there was war in heaven and Michael had to fight with his archangels, fight the devil and all. You know, the Bible says in verse 11, it says they overcame him by the blood of the lamp and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah! That's how they overcame. When I checked it in another translation, it says by the witness of their mouth, by the utterance of their testimony. That's how we overcome in this kingdom. Glory to God. I want you to jump on your feet. I say I overcome by speaking God's word. I overcome by speaking God's word. I overcome by speaking God's word. That situation, that circumstance bends to me because I speak his word. I speak his word. Always, always. Begin to speak. Those areas of your life that you are not content about, begin to speak God's word concerning them. <laughs> you are thinking of expansion. 
you tell yourself, I enlarge the place of your intent. The curtains of my habitations are stretched out. I do not hold back. I lend in my cuts and I strengthen my stakes. In the name of Jesus, I break forth to the right and to the left on in that. I increase my capacity. Oh, I break forth. I break forth in the name of Jesus. Make it Begin to speak. Begin to speak. Begin to speak. 